This week on Extinction Event, the dodo. This big-headed bird with tiny flightless wings enjoyed years of peaceful solitude on a remote island, until hordes of seafaring bullies not only challenged its very existence, but its self-esteem as well. Welcome to Extinction Event, the podcast about extinct animals and how they got that way. I'm Melissa, here with Jack. Hi, Jack. What's up? This is a pretty big uh, animal. It's pretty popular. The dodo? Yeah. I've been waiting to do the dodo. It just seems kind of cliche for an extinction podcast to do it. So expected. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I've been holding off. I learned some stuff about it and... uh I'm excited to to get into it, but first, I just wanted to ask if you had gotten your summer issue of Prehistoric Times magazine. Yes. Yeah. And is there for the record? Yes. Uh, I have two, and I was very excited to see a full page ad for Extinction Event. You literally cannot miss it. No, it's the first page, guys. It might as well be the cover. Yeah. The number one comedy extinction podcast in the entire world. Probably. I think that's what, yeah, it claims. So, mm -hmm. cool. It's an outrageous ad. claim. We cannot back it up. <laughs> Dare someone to take us to court. <laughs> I've mentioned it before, but Prehistoric Times Magazine is just the best. <laughs> I love it. Uh, pick yours up, if not just to see the extinction event ad. So. Uh, cool. I just wanted to mention them. Anyway, let's do this. Just to the east of Madagascar lies the island of Mauritius, the home of the famed dodo bird. It was a large, flightless bird with a large beak, and it's often depicted as being a quite bulbous bird. Already off to a rough start. <laughs> if someone describes you as bulbous, like, that's devastating. <laughs> yes. You're not coming back from that. It was actually a large pigeon. In fact, it is the largest member of the pigeon family. The ancestor of the dodo would have been a small pigeon that rode some pretty strong winds over to Mauritius using other islands as stepping stones along the way, and those islands are now submerged. I, I'm i just, what was those first few pigeons flying away from, you know? That's a long way to fly. Like, you got to be a determined pigeon to get that far. You, or you're just ostracized or... Adventurous could be. Adventurous or, or an idiot. exiled. <laughs> this is the dodo we're talking about. Oh, do, 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 do. Hey, Paul. Yep. Uh, look, I don't know oh. how to say this, so I'm just going to come out and say it. You uh, need to leave. Where am I going to? I don't understand. Where am I going to go? I... We got together, me and the other pigeons, and you got to go, man. I'm sorry, but. You go? have to leave the island. Yeah, what go. As in, uh, <laughs> what are you? This is what we're talking about. We can't take anymore. You're an idiot. What? 
I like what do you what have I d- done? I don't understand. Well, for example, right now as we're having this conversation, you are shoveling sand down your mouth. That that's that's what we pigeons no. eat. That no, no, it's not. No, we don't eat sand. Nobody eats sand. I sure because. I saw another pigeon eating sand. That was you. You <laughs> saw yourself, a reflection of you eating uh, sand. Okay. <laughs> it has no nutritional value. Huh. You choke on it, mm. and you've almost died four times. <laughs> and we, as a group, are tired of it, and you have to go. Also, you're fat, and nobody likes you. Oh, my God. So once this pigeon gets to Mauritius, it starts evolving to the island's habitat, becoming flightless, larger in size, and living longer. I think most of those are like pretty standard for island lifestyle, you know? We call this the food court effect. (laughs) And everything is like easily there for the taking, like at a food court. Mm -hmm. You're not, you don't have the motivation. You know, you're just generally going to get gigantic and end up on one of those little jazzy scooters. <laughs> jazzy scooters? Uh-huh. What is that? Those are scooters that you sit in and... Oh, like the Walmart uh-huh. scooter. Yes. <laughs> the pigeon was on its way to becoming a, a jazzy scooter rider. Yes. In 1598, the Dutch are sailing in the East Indies and they discover Mauritius. At that time, it would have been chocked full of all kinds of birds. uh, And the Dutch sailors feasted on those birds. The dodo was rumored to be pretty easy to catch. You could walk up to them and smack them dead with a stick. I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) Because... If you've listened to any other episodes of this podcast, you may recognize that phrase. You could smack them dead with a stick. Yes. That's that's because they had not learned to fear humans with a stick yet. If you try to hit a pigeon on the street with a stick, you're going to have a hell of a time. <laughs> They've learned. They got smart since then. It's such a, you know, we're talking about like millions of years of evolution and it's always that one last thing that spoke, you know, that stick in the spokes at the end. It's like you evaded all these predators, all these, you know, you're able to adjust the climate change. And the thing that gets them in the end is a stick. <laughs> right. It's always sort of the simplest thing that we've overlooked, you know. Mm-hmm. I like how the, the stick, um, if there was an Extinction Hall of Fame, the stick would be in there for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, there'd be a stick. There'd be some uh, like bounty de- decrees. You know? <laughs> Deforestation. Uh, European sailors. Invasive ungulates. Yeah. And the stick. The mighty stick. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so they were uh, apparently easy to kill, but the sailors preferred the taste of other birds on the island like doves and parrots, instead of the dodo. Apparently, it didn't taste that good. It wasn't their first choice. It must be nice to be so picky about what you're eating <laughs> on the other side of the world as a sailor. Okay, so because they tasted so bad, the first name the dodo is given is the wallow bird, like wallowing in your own filth. And, and that rough, roughly translates to tasteless, insipid, or sickly. I, I just keep thinking, 
they were kind of like the rice cakes of the avian kingdom you know you you could eat them but given the choice uh, even nope. rice cake sounds more appetizing than a wallow bird at least half of it is cake yeah well you know maybe it was like a rice cake though where you you know have you ever eaten a rice cake without peanut butter on it i haven't maybe that was the trick with dodos is they were just more of a base <laughs> you can put you know Something stack it on something else on top of it, and it was all right. Right, it's just a delivery system for the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the reason that they probably didn't like the taste was because it was a fatty bird, uh, so it would have been really rich and caused digestive problems for a sailor who'd been out at sea for a long time and and was eating non-fatty foods mostly. I would assume a sailor back then just is going to have just an iron you know yeah I could stomach anything. and yeah so right they must have tasted awful <laughs> i and for a terrible tasting bird to go extinct there's something else up here yeah if they're not getting eaten for their delicious meats the um, plot the thickens. plot <laughs> thickens So over time, lots of other ships visit the island and encounter the dodo. Sailors are captivated by it, but not really in a good way. Mostly they just think it looks ridiculous. Descriptions and illustrations of the bird from this time depict it as being extremely fat and clumsy. We get actual written descriptions like, It was extremely stupid with a long deformed head. It had a strong appetite. It was ugly and stinky. It was extremely fat, slow, and having thick legs. And it, these I, are descriptors by like Mrs. Thomas's third grade class. <laughs> and they visited. He's a big duty head. It was <laughs> ugly and stinky. Right. So you see where I'm getting at here. A lot of these traditional descriptions were probably exaggerated. And written by (laughs) preschoolers. The reason why a lot of this stuff might have gotten blown out of proportion was that at the time, there was a big market for illustrations and paintings of new and curious creatures like the dodo. So a crazier looking dodo is going to be more sellable than what maybe the dodo might have actually looked like. This is a boardwalk caricature artist. (laughs) Like how they see the world. Yeah, it totally is. Which is a bummer (laughs) because, you know, it's like I'm trying to hook up a friend with a girl, right? I'm like, oh, she's great. Here's a picture of her. (laughs) (laughs) You show them the And she's got a giant head and a tiny little body and like, her teeth are massive, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess she's pretty good looking. Is she always riding dolphins like that? Like, you are describing the character illustration of me from when I was about 13 years old yeah. right now. <laughs> I have the exact same one, except there was a soccer ball instead of a oh, okay. dolphin. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. Whatever your answer is while he's sketching, he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you got any hobbies? There's just a blank space. It's like, that. I heard skateboarding, there you go. <laughs> oh, bad. 
Right, so it's hard to know for certain what the dodo actually looked like. But given all of these unfavorable depictions of the bird, it's no surprise that it's eventually given the name dodo. We moved on from wallow bird to dodo. A dodo bird translates to something like crazy, stupid, or lazy man. (laughs) It's catchy. (laughs) This is why it is popular. It's because of that name. It's fun to say. Simple, short, really paints a picture. Look at this idiot. One also has to think that it went from the perception of being a gross-tasting bird, reportedly, Mm -hmm. to being just stupid, idiotic bird. Probably because at this point, we're like, hey, it doesn't taste so bad. Grown accustomed to it. Yeah. If I'm the dodo, I don't know that things have really gotten any better for me. First, my the perception of me is like, oh, it's just some... No, it's gotten worse. Disgusting bird that wallows in its own filth. <laughs> and then now, like, no, it's changed. Now everyone thinks you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's easier to eat a stupid bird than a gross-tasting bird. This leads to the dodo enduring many jokes at its own expense. And it just is starting to become this ridiculous bird that almost goes into folklore territory. Mm. You know, it's becoming the stuff of fairy tales because it just seems too bizarre to be real. Mm -hmm. Something like that couldn't exist. Just too ridiculous. But luckily they tasted terrible, so nobody wanted to eat them, right? I mean, we'll never know. They didn't save any for us. Where's the program to bring back the dodo so we can see how it tastes? This is, hey could all now, just be slander. That's a good idea. Yeah. How do we know that all this, like, oh, they're terrible tasting, wasn't just dirty rumors to keep people away so they could eat them all themselves? It's too fatty. Too fatty. Oh no, please no. I, I don't I couldn't have any dodo. I'm gonna stick to this nice healthy parrot. Get out of here. Yeah, so something was going on. You know, clearly they're eating dodos. Maybe the doves and parrots were just like too much of a bother to catch. It's all these sailors, you know, are finally getting off this diet that they all decide that they have. Where they're they're not gonna have fatty birds. Oh. See, everyone was like, let's all stick together. We're just going to eat parrots and doves. And then ease the convenience. (laughs) We always go back to those those fatty, fatty meals, huh? It's it's just like old-timey fast food, the dodo. It's quick and easy, and it's bad for you. It's like the original Big Mac. You spent a long day sailing. Sure, we'd all like to pluck a parrot, get it all prepared, maybe have a nice dove for dinner, but who's got time for that? Pick up a stick, find a dodo, plop it in the oven, and you got yourself a nice, acceptable meal. (laughs) Dodo, from the makers of pigeons. On top of the sailors eating the pigeons, they're also leaving animals on the island. Things like goats, monkeys, pigs, and less intentionally, rats. Uh, this was a pretty common thing to do back then. They prefer to keep the rats. 
They left them there <laughs> unintentionally. <laughs> no, they were stowaways on the ships. Because people have pet rats and yeah, sure. You know, maybe one guy took his for a walk and you know it got sleepy, so he put him down to take a nap and then <laughs> forgot he was there and unintentionally left it. Anyways, keep going. So they, they now there's a bunch of animals on the island. All of these new animals are just going crazy. They're running all over the place. They're eating up the dodo's food, messing up their habitat. And these rats are eating the dodo's eggs. And the sailors are eating the dodo's. Hard times. Everyone's eating everyone. (laughs) At this point, the dodo population is in a seriously large-bottomed tailspin. (laughs) Nice. So how many are left? Uh, We don't know for sure. There aren't many actual records from back then. But during the mid-1600s, there's one account from an escaped slave who had, you know, escaped from a ship, fled into the forests of Mauritius, and he lived there for 11 years Hmm. before being recaptured. That was a bummer. And he said that he only saw a dodo on two occasions. After, from 11 years there, I only saw one twice. I mean, it's very kind of him to offer up any information. <laughs> he didn't have to do any of that, you know. I think I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> and not being like, yeah, I'll answer your questions. So there's that guy, and then there's a couple of reports of other sightings. But uh, by the end of the 1600s, the dodo sightings completely stop. The bird just kind of disappears. <sighs> No one's seen it for a long time, and it's probably extinct, but everyone just kind of forgets about it. And the people who do remember it, they remember it more as a folklore story, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, it wasn't real. And other people were like, no, this thing never existed. It's too crazy to be real. What animals now would people not believe existed? That is in existence now. Yes. I'm going to say my first, here, I'll pick two and you pick two. Okay. Okay, I got two. I only have one. Hold on a second. Okay. What's your first? Octopus. Interesting. So you'd be like, you're crazy. First of all, you're crazy. You're telling me there's an animal with eight arms and suckers and it could fit through a keyhole and it was (laughs) super smart and could change color. And shot ink at it, people. It, it shouldn't exist. It's crazy. Oh, that's nuts. Okay, my animal, platypus. The, yeah, that one's nuts. That's like five animals just. It's the Mister Potato Head of yeah. mammals. <laughs> Duck bill. It's got a pouch. It's got a beaver tail. Yeah. Isn't it like venom? Look Some it up. Some sort of poisonous thing mm-hmm. it emits. Mm-hmm. Lays Jeez. eggs. Nothing yeah. about it makes any sense. You're pulling my leg with that one. That's not real. Mm. That's a it's a Mad Libs of an animal. <laughs> no one's gonna believe you once that goes extinct. You got a second one? It's not as good as my first. Let's well, move on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we do know it was real because we had dodo remains on display in museums. 
dodos had been sent back to places like England. Most of them died on the journey. Others were just badly taxidermied, so there, there weren't a lot that made it back. And even if they did make it back, a lot of those were just kind of misplaced. Mm-hmm. And on several occasions, dodo remains at museums ended up in the trash pile, quite literally, uh, only to narrowly be saved at the last second. This, this is not the first time that you said, like, something got saved from the trash. Oh, it's not? No. I think we talked about this with, like, the wolf. Oh, you're right. The Japanese wolf. The, the hunters had shot a wolf and threw it away. And then some guy came through town saying he was buying specimens. And they hauled it out of the trash and sold it to him. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the chances are, you want to find an extinct animal? Go dumpster diving. Hit up the back of Ralph's. Uh-huh. You never know what's going to show up. The alleyway behind Albertsons? Uh-huh. Freegans are going to be the ones who find like a the- fully intact woolly mammoth. <laughs> you find anything good? Ah, uh, let's see. There's uh, some expired Werther's Originals here. What? Uh- Wait, stop. <laughs> expired? What are they, 500 years old? Oh, we got some, it looks like, kids-sized flip-flops here in rainbow. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I could make some tacos out of that. Oh, geez, here's another uh, case full of Hostess well, those ding-dongs. Stay, those stay forever, so yeah. definitely get those. Oh, some old meat. Wait. What'd you just step in I, there? Yeah, I just put my foot into some meat. It looks like it's some kind of a bird. I don't know. Maybe it's chicken? Yeah, look at that beak. It looks weird. And also, its legs look thick. And also, it looks really stupid. And I hate it. Wait a minute. Is that a dodo? So it seems that even in death, we couldn't take the dodo very seriously. But a couple remains survive into the 1800s. The most complete specimen was in Britain. This was the dodo that Lewis Carroll and Alice visited. And that might have been the inspiration for the dodo featured in Alice in Wonderland. Whoa. Yeah. And I I keep wondering, you know, if the dodo being included in that book in that way didn't add to its celebrity fame and the Extinction Hall of Fame, you know, it's... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it definitely made it widely known to people who maybe had never heard of the dodo or thought it was fake. Yeah. So this specimen at one point was a full specimen. It was a whole bird. Uh, Then it started degrading, probably because of bugs. They love to eat taxidermy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also because they used to let visitors touch the specimens on display. That's cool. I kind of miss that. Or not that I, you know, because I didn't really get to experience, but there's too many hands-off laws. Well, yeah, probably because it leads to them... Not lasting very long. There's a good reason for it. I just want to know what the Mona Lisa feels like. <laughs> you you would. Children, single file line. Okay, come on. Now that you finished your peanut butter jelly sandwiches, let's go see the dodos. What a what a they're stupid. Those stupid idiots. Timmy, we don't need any commentary back there. What you're gonna want to do is really get your hands in there, feel around. Feel those thick legs. Come on, there's plenty of space. Get your hands in. Oh, boy, it stinks. Ew. Don't put your fingers there. 
So there was a rumor about this specimen that it had been ordered to be destroyed by being set on fire. But at the very last minute, they decide, hey, let's cut off the head and foot and keep those. Who are these museum directors? <laughs> it, it just seems like they're such vindictive museum directors. Like, what if we set it on fire? No, cut its head off and its foot. <laughs> I want this bird's family to know what happened. Uh, pretty bizarre. Uh, I'm not really sure what the actual story there is, but the head and foot of this dodo are still in existence I want to send a message to every other animal who goes extinct and walks its beak through my museum doors. <laughs> you don't get eaten by bugs. It could just be that there was a lingering hatred for the animal at that point, you know. So you're you're thinking like screw future generations seeing a dodo. We have to set this on fire like it's a Frankenstein's monster or something. Yeah. Right. All right. So we still have the head and the foot of that dodo. That's still around and now that's the most complete specimen we have. Mm -hmm. So any other model taxidermy that you see uh, is going to be like a cast of that and then the rest of the body is just kind of fiction. Yeah. That's made from other feathers and... It's, uh, use your imagination. Mm-hmm. So we've learned a little bit more about it since it went extinct. Uh, we can confirm that it was pretty big. It weighed uh, up to around 45 pounds. That is big. They probably walked more upright than is commonly portrayed in paintings, so more like a turkey. Mm -hmm. It probably wasn't overweight or fat. It, in fact, it probably could run pretty fast if it wanted to. It just didn't feel like but it. But why would it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they probably lived to be about 27 years old. 27 is awfully specific. Right? Yeah. And why not 30? Yeah. Just give me a round number here. What, who's going to be... Just say 30. Totally. 27. Uh, but there's still a lot we don't know. Uh, we don't know how it really carried itself, even though I just told you it was probably more upright. Um, we also don't know what color or texture the plumage actually was. So if you see a gray one or a white one, a rainbow colored one. Sure, why not? Yeah, it really, we don't know. We don't have any feathers. Basically, like the current museums just went to build a bear. And they said, we got a beak and a foot. Help us fill this in. <laughs> like some museums, it's a construction worker. <laughs> Version. There's another where it's like a... Sexy maid. Yeah, I was going to say nurse, but... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're also not sure why they had that big beak. It might have had something to do with display or mating confrontations, though. All right, so what really happened to the dodo? Did we eat them into extinction, or can we just blame this one on the pigs and the goats again? In this case, as in so many, it's probably a little bit of both. Even though they supposedly tasted gross, that didn't... Debatable. Deba <laughs> we won't know until we bring it back. <laughs> that didn't stop us from hunting and eating them. Plus, you've got the invasive species, you know, running around, eating their food, eating their eggs, messing everything up. Also, 
there was a lot of deforestation going on mm-hmm. the island and and that essentially erased their habitat Mauritius used to be covered in forest, but today very little of that remains. It's completely different. So even though this extinction commonly just gets chalked up to overhunting, hmm. in reality, it probably wasn't that clear cut. It's kind of rare that it's just one thing that it leads to extinction. But this one being so popular, it usually gets the, we killed them all. Because they're so easy to kill. Right. Not because they're delicious or... Their plumage was highly sought after. This is because we thought they were stupid and they were easy to kill. We had sticks that were just aching to smack. It's like if you go camping, right? And you pick up a rock and there's a body of water. That rock's going in that body of water. (laughs) It's nothing you can do to stop it. It's it's just in your DNA. If you have a stick in your hand and there's a dote over there, Mm -hmm. well, I'll let you fill in the rest. (laughs) Honestly, I'm still not entirely sure why this particular bird is like the icon of extinction. But if I had to guess, I'd say the dodo is an icon of extinction because we still think it looks funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's still a joke to us. Uh, but if you look beyond its massive butt, it's our own insatiable appetite along with our entourage of invasive animals that is at the core of its extinction. I, yeah, I think that um, we we heightened this perception that these are really stupid, dumb birds because it's easy for us to accept that we made them go extinct. Like it was inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. It was like sooner or later they were just going to die anyways, you know. Yeah. So the more we hype up like, oh, yeah, they're real stupid, the less guilt we have to carry around. Definitely. Well, thanks for playing, Dodo. You endured the brutal heckling of some of the saltiest sailors out there, but in the end, they ate you all up anyway. And uh, there's a, a one special little treat for everyone at the end of the show here. In the studio with us today, for a segment we like to call Closest Cousin, is uh, Maurice, a city pigeon. He is the uh, closest living cousin of the dodo. Welcome, Maurice. Hello. How are you doing this fine day? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I'm just happy to be here to set the record straight on my cousin, the Uh, dodo. Oh, please do. Yes. Often we would sit and speak of the best works of Shakespeare, um, a lot of philosophers. The conversations we would get into are astoundingly intellectual. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. So he's just spent a lot of time contemplating. Um, I'm kidding. He was a oh. friggin' moron. Oh, jeez. Maurice. I, you believe that for a second? Yeah, I did. I was... The dodo? This friggin' bird. You could tell him anything. You can tell him blue was black, pink was purple. You believe you. is an idiot. The fact that he made it so long is a miracle. <laughs> I would tell him every day, look... Sooner or later, you're going to go extinct, so make the most of it. Oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah. Last time I saw him, he was shoveling a handful of sand down his gullet. <laughs> so there's nothing uh, he could have done to perhaps knock on extinct. That idiot? No. <laughs> One way or another. 
All right. Well, thank uh, Maurice. Thank you for setting the record straight. You're welcome. You know, God bless him. Love the guy, but total moron. All right. Well, there it is. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week for another episode of Extinction Event. A Peg Lake Deer production.